What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. Welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show. We have got an amazing power-packed show for you today. We're going to hit on a bunch of sports, but before we do that, I'd like to take a quick minute and encourage you to check out the Sports Card Investment Report at NoOffSeason.com. It's our sports card investment rankings, and you can save 20% by using the promo code NoOffSeason, all lowercase, at checkout on the premium version of that product. And of course, I'd like to give a shout out to marketmoversapp.com where you can also save 20% and get your first month for only $1 by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON at marketmoversapp.com. Well, it's time to introduce, of course, our co-host Kendall McKee from justbaseball.com and Wild Cards Box Breaks. And today we also have a special guest that we're going to kick off the show with, Andy Kaysen from Football Card Quest. He has an amazing YouTube channel where he puts in a ton of work on football cards specifically. And we are pumped to have both Kendall and Andy with us today on the Sports Card Strategy Show. Kendall, what's up, man? Man, it's been a good weekend. Uh, I just got off spring break. Um, So I spent all last week just really diving into some sports cards, which is no shocker to us. Um, but baseball's about to start, boys. It is about to be here. And we didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, but it is. And I've been watching some incredible basketball as well. So all is good, Paul. All is good. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today. And and let's get over to Andy Kaysen from footballcardquest.com. We're gonna we're gonna cover some NFL because in the last few episodes, we have not talked too much about the NFL offseason player movement nor the upcoming NFL draft and so we are really really honored to have Andy with us today. Andy welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show my man thanks for joining us. How you doing? Yeah I appreciate that Paul and Kendall. Uh, I'm glad to be here man. I, I love the, the the name no off season because there really is no off season here even on just football cards you know I, I'm 100% dedicated to football cards but we've had an unprecedented historic offseason with some massive uh, you know, team changes in trades, which has kept the, the football card market very hot. In fact, I've got like six packages to send out after the podcast today. <laughs> That's awesome. You're right. It's been a, for sure, an unprecedented offseason uh, in the NFL. And that's actually one of the reasons why we are called nooffseason.com. I was just telling you a minute ago, uh, it seems like we've both got some fantasy football experience as well. And, and uh, as you know, in, in fantasy football, there is no offseason if you want to try to win your league. So um, appreciate you uh, complimenting the name. And again, really, really happy to have you on the show. So before we start peppering you with questions, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've got going on at Football Card Quest and, and why people should check you out over at your YouTube channel and, and other things that you've got going on business-wise. Yeah, yeah. So 100% dedicated to football cards. Um, I come from a background in fantasy football, playing fantasy football for over 10 years and, and just spending you know, hundreds of hours every offseason uh, to really drive success in fantasy football. I had some success early on, so then applied that to daily fantasy and, and uh and all fantasy formats throughout the season. So when I was introduced uh, back into sports cards in April, 2020, uh, I decided to take that knowledge and start a YouTube channel that was 100% dedicated to football cards with, you know, a primary focus on the investment aspect. 
Of course, you can see I, I do enjoy uh, a personal collection, as you can see behind me if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but that's, that's really what I focus on primarily is the investment aspect. So um, I'm constantly, you know, digging for undervalued players and then correlating that with the best cards to target for them. Because as we know, you, you've got like over 4,000 different rookie cards, for example, for Joe Burrow. And, and so that's where the, the nuance lies, you know, in fantasy football, you either draft a player, or you don't draft a player. It's, it's very kind of black and white uh, from that perspective. There's not different variations of Joe Burrow to draft in fantasy football. Whereas in football card investing, there is, there's, there's over 4,000 different variations. So, um, you know, we, we focus on that. We also, you know, look at, uh, you know, the weekly risers and fallers and uh, eBay strategy and um, just everything really around football card uh, investing, collecting, flipping, all that kind of good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I like the point that you just made about, you know, being able to pick the right player, but also what you really need to do is pick the right card. Um, I've learned that that lesson the hard way. Uh, in my my first in my first year of actual sports card investing, and now that I'm a little bit more well seasoned, I'm I'm more confident to put out the content that we're that we're doing. So it's it's great to see that we're aligned. And um, all right, so let's jump into our first question. Um, Kendall and I would like you to take a look at the following players. So on our sports card investment report at NoOffSeason.com, we currently have the top six NFL players ranked. Uh, from one to six in this manner. And we would like for you to give us a commentary and possibly re-rank them for us. Tell us where you think we have them wrong. And maybe we can have a little bit of a discussion around, you know, why we have them ranked the way we do, but why you think maybe we should, we should tweak it. And maybe there's somebody we're missing, right? So right now, our top six are as follows. We have Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, lo I love the ranking. Um, I, I definitely would make some some modifications. I keep Tom Brady, of course, at number one, just because I, I don't think there's any more safer investment than Tom Brady. Of course, you're going to be spending a lot in, in, in his cards, especially his rookie cards. Uh, but I think even his like 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers cards, for example, are very viable investments. Um, and, and because of that new uniform and the fact that he's now coming back, he's already got a Super Bowl with Tampa, but he's the GOAT, you know, it's, there is nobody else better to invest in, in football, and especially the, with the fact that he's still playing. So I kept him at number one. Now at number two, I would actually re-rank Russell Wilson to number two in your rankings. I think you had him at number five. And, and this, is, this is my reason why. I traded to the Denver Broncos, right? Um, the Denver Broncos have a much better roster just all around than the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they are, are in a harder division in the AFC West. But when you look at uh, Russell Wilson's rookie card uh, values right now, you can get a rookie ticket auto in a, like a BGS9 for around $2,000 to $2,500. That in comparison to a Patrick Mahomes, who you currently have, ranked at number two is a $15,000 rookie ticket auto. And Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl ring. So does Patrick Mahomes. But the roster on the Denver Broncos is considerably better all around than, this, uh, than the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 
Um, and I think we're just – a lot of us are going off of what we saw Russell Wilson do last time he was on the field. He had a bad season last year. You know, he had uh, a finger injury, which, in fact, he's never injured. I mean, the guy is never injured. He, he takes the hits really well. And he's got a beautiful deep ball, great game, very uh, mobile as well. Um, and so I think just that price disparity there, and not to mention uh, Russell Wilson's rookie year is, is 2012. So that's the first year that prism was made. So there's a lot of value in a first year prism as well. So uh, that, that right off the bat kind of uh, jumped off to me. I, I would rank Russ to uh, number two. I like that. And then I would, I would actually put Lamar Jackson at your, at your number one spot. Um, and, this, and this is why, because Lamar Jackson was 2019 NFL MVP. And in fact, his 2019 season was so historic. You can go to pro football reference and look at their approximate values, their career values, and it'll compare Lamar Jackson's 2019 MVP performance across all other MVP performances going back to the beginning of time, Super Bowl era. And, and that performance was a top three season for any quarterback in the history of the NFL. Wow. So that just goes to show you the kind of freak athlete that Lamar Jackson is. And I think if he can get anywhere back to that, now they're in a difficult division as well in the AFC North. The Bengals just went to the Super Bowl, right? The Cleveland Browns get Deshaun Watson, who is your, your number six. We want to talk about in a second. Um, and so they're in a difficult division, also the Steelers. But I still think that they lost uh, probably four games. I don't know if you guys remember, like four games where it was decided by a, a final two-point conversion at, at the very end of the game. So very close. Lamar also had a, a little bit of injury struggles last year. So also a, a down season overall for Lamar. But if he can get back to that 2019 type of performance, you're talking about a guy right now that has an optic hollow around $100, a, a, like a, a select silver SGC 10 for 140 or a PSA 10 for 350 his rookie ticket autos for about 1000 bucks. I just feel that that is considerably down and, and has a lot of room for financial growth if he gets back to that 2019 form. Love it. Love those plays. All right, what else you got? Yeah, and, 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 and not to mention John Harbaugh is, is coming back with the Ravens, you know, incredible coaching there. They made some improvements to the defense. They got some good weapons on offense. So um, I, would, I would put uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'd move him down to number five. The fact that he's got his rookie ticket auto is about the same as Lamar Jackson's for a thousand bucks. And this guy, we literally saw nothing. It was, it was a terrible rookie year for Trevor Lawrence. One of the top in interceptions in the league. And a lot of people say, hey, well, Peyton Manning had some of the highest interceptions in his rookie year. And so some people have made that that correlation. However, if you look at just the AFC in general, we're, ta we're talking about a lot of AFC guys in Mahomes, Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Trevor Lawrence is in that, in that AFC division as well, or in, in the AFC conference. So to get out of the AFC conference and make a playoff run this year for Trevor Lawrence is going to be incredibly difficult, yeah. even though they brought in new coaching. I like, the, I like Doug Peterson, former Super Bowl winning coach, quarter, former quarterback. You know, I, I think he's going to be a big improvement for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they've also added some what you call mid-tier players. Like, they haven't really added any superstars to the defense or offense, but they've added a lot of solid key, uh, solid pieces, you know, and Christian Kirk uh, and stuff. And they're getting Travis Etienne back, who was a star running back for Trevor Lawrence 
at Clemson. So I like what I think he's definitely going to have an improvement over his rookie year, but to spend a thousand dollars right now on his rookie ticket auto, I think would be, I think you're, you're setting yourself up for that card to go down by like October, November, just, just based on the difficulty of, of the AFC this year. Okay. So, yeah. So being that it's most important market factor is winning games. You're kind of seeing Trevor Lawrence, maybe that being his downfall, at least at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think that's going to be his downfall. I think that he could have some hype. They could come out of the gates because they were a last place team last year. So they're going to have an easier schedule. Maybe they get a couple easy opponents coming out of the gates uh, this year in September. And you see a little bit of a spike at the beginning of the season in his values. Um, but the problem is with the limited supply of the cards that are currently out for him, it, you're paying a premium. Like th- there's that, that limited scarcity factor right now of his cards that, that are driving yeah. the value up. Plus he was a former 1.1 draft pick. And now we have new hype for him with the added weapons and the coaching and whatnot. So you're, you're paying a premium. And then to expect him to go up further, it's going to be really difficult to buy his cars now and expect them to go up further in September. You're really, uh, you know, expecting them to go up further in October, November, December. And historically, if, if you don't come out of the gates hot and start playing like an MVP and start winning games, we've seen car prices dip in October, November. And, and so, and then they go back up towards the playoffs in January. Um, and so I think it's going to be, very, very slim possibility for the Jags to make the playoffs in in January. Yeah. So maybe to adjust the timing on on the buy for Trevor Lawrence, it sounds like, and maybe monitor actually when to buy him. Um, so so far, correct me if AFC. I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so far, correct me if I'm wrong. You've got Lamar number one. You've got Russell number two. You've got Brady number three. Is that right so far on this list? Oh, yeah. you know what? I said Lamar. I, yeah, I forgot. I was keeping Brady at number one, and then Lamar Brady would be one. number two. Okay. And, and, so, and then Deshaun Watson, actually, who we didn't talk about. So, okay, so Tom Brady number one, Lamar Jackson number two, okay. Russell Wilson number three, and then I would put Deshaun Watson at number four. Because, all right, so yeah, Deshaun Watson at number four, because I also think that his cards still have a ton of room for growth. If we look at the price. Uh, Baby, I am a Browns fan. Let's (laughs) just talk to me. Yeah, so, so, you know, so you're a Browns fan. So when the Browns brought in Kevin Stefanski, they've got one of the best offensive lines, best run game in the league. You know, you had... Uh, weapons that were released in Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. But that's a lot of reason because they didn't build chemistry with Baker Mayfield. So now you bring in Deshaun Watson, which the last time we saw Deshaun Watson play in in 2020, I mean, the guy has a top five deep ball completion accuracy percentage. He's got one of the best deep balls we've ever seen in the history of the NFL uh, and, and especially in modern era quarterbacks. And he's got the mobility. So Deshaun Watson is just an incredible top-tier elite quarterback that, that they've now brought in. You bring in Amari Cooper that they got on a discount. Uh, you've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a big body, field-stretching wide receiver, incredibly bursty. Anthony Schwartz, who runs a sub-4-4. So you've got weapons on the outside. You've got weapons on the inside. You've got 
David Njoku is one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. You still, so you've got a top-tier offensive line, run game, coaching, the whole nine yards, and then the defense is very solid as well. Uh, Miles Garrett being one of the best edge rushers in the league. They've got key components uh, as well um, in other spots on their defense. So that team is going to be a lot better once Deshaun Watson actually gets on the field. Now, suspension is still unknown, right? He's going to be suspended probably somewhere between six games to 10 games, something like that are the initial reports, maybe a full year just based on the social media pressure that the NFL is getting these days about stuff like this. You know, uh, but if we look historically, Ben Roethlisberger was dropped of criminal charges for similar allegations, and he was still suspended for eight games. So I think that's what we're kind of kind of looking at right now for Deshaun Watson. But, you know, hey, that brings him into the second half of the season. They brought on Jacoby Brissett, who is a very uh, serviceable, manageable quarterback. He can be a game manager and just really rely on that run game with Nick Chubb. Uh, and so... I think that the Browns are still going to have a chance to make the playoffs uh, towards the end of the year and Deshaun Watson coming back in that fold. You look at his rookie ticket auto right now at around $1,000 to $1,500. I mean, it, compared to Patrick Mahomes at 15 grand, I'm not saying that it should go to 15 grand, but if, if, if they, he, he takes the Browns to a Super Bowl, I mean, his, that's going to go up to at least five, six grand, maybe, maybe more, some, somewhere around there. But, you know, that's kind of my – speculations for Deshaun Watson and the Browns right now. Yeah. Kendall, what do you think? I mean, I'm aligned on that with Andy, and I'll give my reasons why in a second, but what do you think about, about what he said about Deshaun and his cards? Yeah, I think it's tricky because, you know, you said, going back to Andy, what you're quoting earlier, you're saying, you know, winning games drives price. You've got three elite quarterbacks in one division, and and the Steelers, you know, and I don't, I don't always want to just count out the Steelers because they are scrappy and whoever, I mean, they've got Mitch Trubisky right now, but whoever they ended up drafting somebody that gets interesting too, you know? And so um, I'm a little bit afraid of Deshaun Watson's cards right now, just because of all the media, but I also want to take my Browns hat off for a second and realize, okay, media always drives cards one way or the other. And typically, I've always said when media drives cards down, that's when you probably should be buying them. And so not that Deshaun's are at the basement because I think the basement was about a year ago, um, but I still probably think he's worth an investment, um, especially especially in terms of – and I think I, we talked about the Patrick Mahomes a couple of weeks ago where I said I think it's a little high due to his expectations and where his price value currently is. But, like, if you compare those two, um, that rookie ticket, Patrick Mahomes being at 15 and Deshaun being at 1,500, like, I'd rather, I'd rather have 10. <laughs> I'd rather have 10 Deshauns than one Patrick Mahomes, so – yeah, and, and in our sports card investment report, I mean, we've got some prices, recent sales on Deshaun's cards, like a 2017 National Treasures Auto out of 99, sold recently for $670 raw. You've got a BGS 9510 of a 2017 uh, Panini Prism Auto Purple Crystals out of 75 for just over 3000 And you've got his rookie mm. ticket, which you mentioned, Andy, for – uh, in a BGS 9510 for 3000 um, recently sold. So I just, I, I like the prices and I'm aligned with you on 
the room to grow, right? Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, Deshaun is young. He's, he's a top five talent. And I like the fact that we're getting clarity on Deshaun. So I say bring on the eight-game suspension. Like, bring it on, get it done, get it announced. And then sports card investors have even more clarity on Deshaun Watson's future because now it's kind of like, like what happened with Big Ben. Unfortunately, this stuff has happened. There's nothing we can do about it. If you want to invest in his cards, I think that would actually be the best thing because maybe it even scares some other people away. I don't know if that happens, but get him an eight-game suspension. Maybe his card prices plateau or even go down a little bit. Then maybe there's another short buying window opportunity in that media cycle because I do believe he can come back. Now, Kendall's point about winning games, there's nothing we can – that's the hardest thing to predict, I think. But all things considered, Mm -hmm. I do like the pricing on Deshaun Watson, so I'm I'm intrigued that that you have him rated that high as well. Um, all right. So to round out the, uh, the discussion here, it seems like we're pretty well aligned with like who should be in the top five or six, but correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, like, would you even have Trevor Lawrence there? And is there someone else that I missed that's on your list that you would move up into the top five or six, uh, rankings for, for football players? I've only named quarterbacks. We're going to segue into that in a second, but is there someone I'm missing in my top six? Um, yeah, there, there is a couple guys that I would add. So I, I would actually take Trevor Lawrence out. Uh, me and, and if you're looking at 2021 rookies, I would add Zach Wilson, uh, believe it or not. I would add Zach Wilson into okay. that Trevor Lawrence slot at number five because Zach Wilson's rookie ticket autos are half of what Trevor Lawrence's are. You also have the largest uh, demographic TV fan base in the country in New York. Uh, and a lot of those are either Jets fans or they're Giants fans or maybe even upstate Buffalo fans. But the the Jets have a huge fan base. Uh, shout out to Gary Vee, right? And, yeah. and so yeah, man, you, for sure. That's yeah, my guy. And, and you have half, you know, you could get a rookie ticket auto, Zach Wilson right now for half of a Trevor Lawrence. You also, you know, have big improvements in the offensive line from last year to this year because the Jets have one of the highest amount of draft capital and salary cap spaces available. You've got good weapons in young players, Elijah Moore, um, Michael Carter, two very explosive, uh, Elijah Moore, wide receiver, Michael Carter, running back, uh, very good college resumes, very explosive athletic players. You've also got Corey Davis that came over from Tennessee, who's played really well. and, and I just think that they can – he finished the year strong. He, he showed a lot of promise towards the end of the year. Uh, and I think that he can flash coming out of the gates. They're going to have an easy schedule. You know, they are in a very difficult division as well. Just the AFC in general is going to be very tough. But they're going to have an easier-than-average schedule coming out of the gate. Um, and I think that they can really surprise people at some point in, in 2022. I think you're really – with. You know, one of the things I look at is, is the fact that he is so young. We've seen so little from him that the littlest amount of spike um, in performance can lead to a big demand for his rookie cards. And, and we kind of saw this last year with Mike White, his backup. He literally yeah, came in, yeah. had one big game, few touchdowns, and his rookie cards, you know, went from $2 for a prism to like $50 to $100. It was, it was a crazy astronomical leap that then shortly after went back down once he came back down to earth. But we see this with guys that are rookies, you know, this fear of missing out, this, this FOMO that kind of drives a lot of purchases sometimes in the card market. 
Uh, and I think we can de definitely see that in 2022 with Zach Wilson, you know, at some point. I like that play. Love too. it. I love the ballsy call. You are adding value right now, my friend. Nice work. Um, all right. So here's my thought. Um, a lot of these guys have moved around, you know, Russell and Deshaun and, and other guys have moved around that we haven't talked about yet. You know, you've got Matt Ryan, you've got, uh, you know, some other QBs that, that maybe aren't, aren't as, uh, big of a, uh, aren't as big, big in names, but, um, Let's talk about, are there any position players that need to be recognized like a Jerry Judy? You mentioned Eliza, Elijah Moore. Uh, you mentioned Amari Cooper. Who are, the, who are the position players? Even maybe guys like, I don't know, J.K. Dobbins or, or mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the guys in Baltimore. Who are the position players that will collater collaterally benefit um, from being around the, the QBs that we've talked about so far that you want to – advise sports cars investors to, to take a look at. Yeah, th there are definitely a few of them that we saw some little tiny demand spikes for, you know, once the trades happen, but I think there's still a ton of room for growth. It's interesting that our, our market has evolved uh, quite a bit over the last couple of years since the initial boom, you know, uh, there's definitely a lot more demand now for skill position players and a lot more of that demand is being driven by actual production on the field. You know, we saw it happen with a variety of different players last year. And there could be some pretty significant demand spikes from just one game. You know, just one game uh, of a big three, four touchdown performance. Even defensive players that had some big sacks and, and uh, interception streaks. We saw that with Trevon Diggs last year. His rookie ticket autos went through the roof. So it, it's really interesting to see how the production is being is driving the demand of our card market which makes these uh these skill position players very viable investments and you can definitely profit from them if you're you're targeting you're getting in at the right entry price point um and then kind of holding them having them ready to go when those big boom performances happen and and you'll sell some cards you know um, and we saw some of these guys, you know, their values go up from news alone, from speculation alone. Jerry Judy is a prime example on the Denver Broncos. And if you look at the Denver Broncos roster, you got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, um, and then Albert Ochnewimbaum at tight end. And they traded Noah Fant in the trade as, as well as Drew Locke to Seattle uh, for Russell Wilson. So, you know, Albert Ochnewimbaum's stock went up a little bit, but there's still a lot of speculation to, uh, on like who's going to get the, the bulk of the target share in the Denver offense. And with Jerry Judy having the college resume he did from Alabama, and he's only a, a third-year player, uh, and, and he has the draft pedigree being drafted in the first round from 2020, his cards have seen the biggest increase. They're getting the most hype. Uh, and there's arguably the most speculation, like the, the, the most, um, the highest expectations for him going into 2022. But I would argue that we haven't really seen Jerry Judy break out yet in the NFL. Um, he struggled with some injuries here and there, high ankle sprain last year. And we know what that kind of does to, to wide receivers, especially when they're trying to, you know, run routes and stuff. And that's one of the things that Jerry Judy is, is really known for is his route running ability. But you look at a guy like Cortland Sutton, who's built a lot more like DK Metcalf, big body, field stretching wide receiver who can go up and make contested catches. We've seen him actually make Drew Locke look pretty good in the past. And Teddy Bridgewater, too. We've seen him produce over a thousand receiving yards, but he's not getting necessarily the hype that Jerry Judy's getting. That's because 
He's got another year older than him, and he's just not as uh, flashy as Jerry Judy. However, he may, at the end of the day in 2022, he may have the bigger uh, boom in his card values just based on the production that he's going to generate with Russell Wilson. So some stuff like that love, that I look that. at, you know. Love that. Love that. Way to go deep, man. All right. So in terms of uh, other non-QBs to invest in, in terms of rankings, right? So help me re-rank these guys and throw some other guys in that, that I'm missing. Um, because I know what you, the ones you just named are phenomenal super sleepers, but these are probably the more common names. So number one, I've got Jamar Chase, two, Justin Jefferson, three, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, four, Devontae Smith, five, six, Najee Harris, and seven, Jalen Waddle. So again, these are non-QBs to buy. Is there any of them that you would disagree with completely and avoid? Like help me kind of, kind of, uh, calibrate these. Okay. Yeah, so I, I love Jamar Chase, uh, you know, generational talent, especially with the chemistry he's got with Joe Burrow. But, I mean, his cards are so expensive right now. Uh, and, and there's a limited supply, limited availability with Prism, Optics, Select, not even out yet. Uh, so you look at his rookie ticket autos, they're selling for the same as Trevor Lawrence, sometimes more, uh, same scarcity. So I love Jamar Chase for fantasy purposes. Like, I draft him number one overall wide receiver. But in terms of investing, I would rather invest in T. Higgins, uh, his teammate. You know, mm -hmm. T. Higgins had a big touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, he actually had two touchdowns, one that Joe Mixon threw him. But, you know, there's, there was games earlier in the season that T. Higgins, I think if you go back to the uh, historic game that Joe Burrow had against the Ravens last year where he threw for five touchdowns and like 500 yards, something crazy. Um, that game, uh, I think three or four of those touchdowns were to T. Higgins, and, and we saw an immediate spike and a price spike in T. Higgins. Well, he's, he's come back down since then because a lot of people will focus on Jamar Chase, and, and they'll just go directly to Jamar Chase. But the thing with, with Joe Burrow, if you guys have noticed, like his favorite receiver is the open guy. Like, I mean, he's a very savvy, smart quarterback, uh, who makes really good decisions on the fly. And they've made Im incredible improvements to the offensive line this offseason, have done really well to protect him in 2022. So they're going to be right back in the fold. And if Jamar Chase is getting double covered or bracket covered, then T. Higgins is going to get open. T. Higgins is incredible. He's uh, a lot of the reason why Trevor Lawrence was so good, has such good numbers in college. Uh, T. Higgins is just really good route runner, great uh, deep ball speed. You know, contested catch rate is really good. So T. Higgins is absolutely a guy that I would look at investing in because you could still pick up his rookie ticket autos for like $40, $50. Um, and he's not going to be like this ultra consistent week-to-week -week guy like Jamar Chase, but I think he's got plenty of boom games in him, and, and we've seen it happen last year. I think we'll see it happen again, and especially in the postseason. Like, that's where you want to see those, those big boom games. High floor guy too. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that you can. Yeah. Uh, I've no, I've noticed that you can. You if you can get a rookie auto of a player like T. Higgins. Last year I did it with Kadarius Tony. I was super lucky, but if you can get a, a rookie auto of a guy like that for under fifty bucks, if they have a good game, that card can sell the next week for maybe a hundred and fifty bucks. And so it sounds like T. Higgins, you know, falls into that category for you, and I love that. Um, so in terms of uh, the re-ranking any of those players, is there anything else uh, that, you would, that you would change there or uh, 
do I have them kind of in a in a in an okay order? Yeah, so I the one that really sticks out to me, like I like Jonathan Taylor, of course, right? I I love the the rankings very much uh, in line with like our fantasy football rankings, especially when you when you talk about dynasty fantasy that takes their age and their career arc into trajectory, which I think has a ton of correlation over to sports cards. Um, however, the one that I would really move down. And it, it is, it's kind of unfortunate, but this is the reality of the position in the NFL. And that's Derrick Henry at number four. Um, he, really, he suffered the worst injury of his career this past year. And I think his age is starting to show. If you look at the efficiency metrics of Derrick Henry and Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman, who are the two guys that stepped in for him, they were actually more efficient on a per carry basis than Derrick Henry was last year, believe it or not. And, and so we're starting to see signs of the age catching up to Derrick Henry because the Tennessee Titans have historically given the guy like 35, 40 carries a game. Uh, and so it's really catching up to him. And now he's going to be turning 29 this year. So, you know, that, that age production curve for a running back starts to decline around 28 years old. So Derrick Henry, of course, uh, an athletic freak, an anomaly, you know, at his size and speed. And, and he hasn't had the injury concerns before last year, but I'm afraid that we're going to start maybe seeing some more of that. It's obviously no, no guarantee. You can't ever, you know, plan for that. I don't wish an injury upon a guy, but at his age, his injury probability just goes up a lot. And, and his cards are still very expensive. I mean, just because he's been a rushing leader for the past several years and he's been on a Hall of Fame career trajectory. So he's a guy that I would move down to number seven, potentially out of the top seven. Uh, in terms of investing, I love Najee Harris. You know, you got the rookie element there. Jalen Waddle, I'd actually, I'd actually move him down out of the ranking because of the Tyree Kill trade to Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think Tyree Kill is going to, de going to demand at least a 15 to 20 percent target share, uh, and it's very. I didn't like the trade for Miami. I, I think it's a very repetitive uh, player as. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, they're, they're very similar players, you know, and I think they're going to be competing against each other. And, and you actually have Mike Jasicki, who's a big body tight end. Yeah, Mike Jasicki, man. I, I, love, I love investing in Mike Jasicki for 2022 because he is an incredibly massive tight end, but he is used almost exclusively as a wide receiver. In fact, he he, um, he lobbied to be paid as a wide receiver. It didn't happen. He got the franchise tag for 2022. But this is a guy they're going to line up in the slot. They're going to line up outside. They're going to move him around. He's going to be – they also traded away – Just this just was over the week, and they traded away Devontae Parker to the New England Patriots for a third-round pick. So you've got now two repetitive uh, speedsters on the outside, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. They can move those guys around. But your big-body wide receiver is going to be Mike Jasicki. So – uh, I think that Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill are going to be competing for targets. I think this is going to hurt Jalen Waddle's target share, even though he does have the chemistry with Tua. They paid a lot of money for Tyreek Hill. They're going to want to use him. They're going to scheme him into a lot of different plays. He's also the kind of guy that kind of demands the ball or he starts getting upset. So there, there's going to be some interesting target competition there. But the one guy that I think is consistent and is going to have an improvement this year is Mike Jasicki. Uh, and his cards are still very undervalued. And this is a, a really good receiver uh, from college. And just, I mean, you can't, you can't defend him. He's, he's a mismatch nightmare um, whenever you line him up as a wide receiver, which they do over 50% of the time. Seems like uh, it's a really close analogy to the guy over your left shoulder right there. 
So uh, oh, yeah, my man Tyree Kill. No, it's very true because Tyree Kill. Uh, Tyree Kill. Sorry, Travis Kelsey. Travis yeah. Kelsey. Uh, we are talking about Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, so the Chiefs. I, I definitely think are you know, and that's one of the reasons why I moved uh, Patrick Mahomes down. I, I think that Tyree Kill is somewhat irreplaceable in that yeah. offense. Marquez Valdez Scantley may have a similar speed. But he has a lot more drops on his resume. Uh, he doesn't have nearly the route running or the explosiveness, ability, the elusiveness that Tyreek Hill has is not there with Marquez Valdez Scanlon. He's more of a longer, lanky, you know, like a Chase Claypool uh, built type of receiver, you know, tall, lanky, fast. And he can take the top of a defense, sure. And I'm sure there's going to be some deep ball stone his way. Is he going to catch him? He had a lot of drops in 2020. He did a little bit better last year. So I get what they're trying to do, but that's not Tyree Kill. And, and I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. That chemistry with Mahomes is insane. So he's going to continue to be a top guy. Maybe, I don't know how his target share goes up even more, but it's going to be at an all-time high as, as a tight end. So I like that from that aspect. But, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they lose pieces on their defense, the pieces on their offense. In, and now the AFC West has just gotten better and better and better with the Broncos, the Chargers, who we haven't talked about yet. The Chargers look like this. And <laughs> have we not talked about Justin Herbert? Yeah, and this super mutant, you know, just a crazy team. Like, it's going to be hard to not see the Chargers make a deep playoff run, potentially a Super Bowl run this year. But it's, it is realistic because you're playing against the Bills. You're playing against the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens. The Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders, who we haven't talked about yet either, um, and getting Devontae Adams, all the weapons they have. You know, it's the AFC, the top like nine or ten teams in the AFC are equivalent to like the top four teams in the NFC. You know, so the AFC is just a total gauntlet that is going to be really crazy. So taking that into account, like is there is there a, a buy in the NFC that you would that you would recommend? Is there a is there an underpriced guy in the NFC? Um, you know, I would think it would be a quarterback, but but you know, uh, maybe it's another skill position player that that you think is going to be able to outperform their current card value. Yeah, uh, Dak Prescott da on Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dallas Cowboys last year had the number one fantasy defense, uh, and in a real NFL as well, their defense is a top three defense. Uh, and they just barely, you know, really lost that playoff game against the 49ers. Uh, and, and so a, a lot of the problems with the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, are Mike McCarthy and the coaching. Of course, he's coming back. But I still think that the Dallas Cowboys roster as a whole is really good. Dak Prescott has been a top five quarterback in terms of passing yards, passing touchdowns. You know, last year, Dak Prescott was number four in passing touchdowns, number seven in yards. Number two, though, in red zone completion percentage. He's a very accurate quarterback. Dak Prescott's really good. Uh, and he was coming off the injury last year, so we did saw his card values go back up. But now they're back down again, I think, just based on the way that the Cowboys end their season and that playoff loss against the 49ers was kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth. But, I mean, let's, let's face it, that, the Dallas Cowboys have arguably the largest fan base in the entire uh, NFL. If you look at their Facebook page likes, 
they have the most fans, even more than the Patriots and the Steelers. So it's it's crazy to think that Dak Prescott right now, you could get his rookie ticket auto for 750 bucks. I feel like there's a lot of value in that card. Or you could go and look at a, a first-year optic. 2016 was the first year optic was made. And I love those, those rated rookie with the portrait style. So, you know, there's no helmet on. Uh, and, and you can really, you know, see a player and everything. And those cards are pretty scarce. I mean, those cards are pretty rare, especially when you talk about the short print and the autograph parallels. And the price points are really good on Dak Prescott. Um, I profited on Dak Prescott in 2020 and 2021. And I believe I'll do it again here in 2022. Over your right shoulder this the, time. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Facebook likes metric. Uh, props to you for, for throwing that one out there. That, that's actually ex- extremely smart to think about a fan base. And, you know, we all, we all assume the Cowboys have that sort of national and, and even international uh, awareness and fan base. Um, and I think Dak sits right on the, on the precipice of being a guy that all of a sudden he wins a couple playoff games and that's, all it takes for his cards to go like almost Mahomes level. I mean, if he gets, if God forbid he wins a Super Bowl, I think, I think, you know, he's Mahomes level all of a sudden. And yeah, he could be that guy. Like we all want to be the guy that holds the card that goes from a thousand to $15,000 with the playoff run. Right. And so I feel like out of all the players that we've named today, Dak could, could be the guy that actually, that actually makes that happen. Maybe Russell Wilson, um, but, but also Dak. So um, another, uh, another uh, thing that we want to do with you, Andy, while we have you, because we appreciate your time, this has been awesome, is Kendall and I have started to play this game called Would You Rather? And uh, it's also known as like running the gauntlet. I think we've, we've coined it. Um, because the first time I did it with Kendall, it got a, it got a little tough kind of felt yeah. like this uh, NCAA tournament where you're like the Cinderella team <laughs> trying to get to the next round. Um, yeah. So, But it made me look really so, smart the next week, Andy. So maybe it'll make you look really smart. Ah, too. nice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Andy has made himself look really smart, so I'm not worried about that. Um, That's true. Fair. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so the first, uh, the first round matchup is would you rather spend – now, this is rough, rough prices, everyone, so don't crush me in the comments if things have changed by the time, by the time uh, you watch this, but we should be in the ballpark here. So would you rather spend $550 on a Deshaun Watson 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10? That's his rookie year. This, all the years are going to be, are gonna be uh, rookie years unless I sort of denote otherwise. Um, or would you rather... Go Davis Mills 2021 impeccable RPA out of 10 three color patch auto for the same price. Yeah, I, I love this. Would you rather on this one? You're right. Davis Mills. Uh, it looks like he's going to start for the Houston Texans in 2022. I actually really like Davis Mills. You know, he's a five star high school recruit, uh, went to Stanford, has really good throwing mechanics. Like he, you know, he threw, I think it was three or four touchdowns against the Patriots. And he set the rookie quarterback record against that Bill Belichick Patriots defense in 2021. 
Uh, and we saw some hype for the rookie cards that were out available for him. It's just unfortunate he's on the Houston Texans and they have so many other issues uh, on their defense and the supporting cast on the offensive line. So uh, I think that Houston gets better. Uh, I, I, I really love the scarcity of that as well. Numbered out of 10, three color patch auto for 550. I just, I don't think that, uh, I think that the Deshaun Watson, I'm going to go with the 550 Deshaun Watson silver PSA 10, just because I think that that's going to be, it would be a shorter flip for me. I, I think that Deshaun Watson's going to get hyped quicker with the Browns than Davis Mills will with the Houston Texans. Okay. I like the rationale on that. I like that a lot. So now taking the Deshaun Watson prism silver PSA 10 rookie, um, I'm going to give you that card and $1,300 cash. And I'm going to say, okay, thank you. Have that all right, combo. <laughs> so, all right. Kendall's going to take the cash. All right. Good. good work. Um, I'm going to give you that card and 1300 cash, or I'm going to give you a Russell Wilson 2012. It's an auto. Uh, it's a Panini prestige auto uh, PSA 10. So that's an $1,800 card roughly. Um, or you can take the Watson and the 1300 cash to make plays with which of those do you choose and why? Mm. Man, I like that 1300 cash. (laughs) 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 Not bad. Um, Not bad. Yeah. Talks baby. Yeah, it does. It does. And especially knowing that with 1300, I can go and get a Russell Wilson rookie ticket auto uh, maybe not numbered, maybe not numbered, but I do believe that the rookie ticket auto brand itself is more iconic. Um, and it's very desirable, very liquid from what I found. So I'm going to take the cash. I'm going to take the cash and the Deshaun Watson. Quick sidebar on this. I think you just made an important point. Um, it's about picking the right card in addition to the player. So what I want to say to the audience is, what we're sort of saying subliminally here between us is that just because it's a Russell Wilson rookie auto PSA 10, because it's not sort of that, that recognizable one, that's the contenders It's this Panini prestige, which is not, it's not a bad card, but notice how Andy kind of chose the path that he chose. He's going to take the cash by a more recognizable, more marketable, if you will, Russell Wilson rookie auto and take the, the Deshaun Watson and keep rolling there. So, okay, good combo. Now you've got that combo. So now you either get to keep that or you get $1,200 and a Derek Carr 2014 Prism Rookie Auto out of 35. Mm. And I actually looked this card up when you, when you sent me the link because I was like, I got to see this because this looks like a good deal. <laughs> and I actually am watching it because – this is a good deal on this. This Derek Carr uh, is a beautiful Prism Auto numbered out of 35. Uh, and I think that's a great deal. I think it was what, like uh, $600, around $600 card? Yeah. Yeah. For I those mean, of you not doing the math, it's about $625. Buy it now. So you could probably make an offer and get it for $600, I would think. And, and, and that's incredibly rare, right? You've got the brand recognition with Prism and it's, and I'm really big fan of, of Derek Carr for 2022. I know we talked about the AFC as a gauntlet, but they have added weapons to their defense. They've added Devontae Adams, which is a massive game changer on offense. And so now you've got like arguably the best trio of weapons 
in in the league. You know, it's crazy to to think when you when you've got all these other AFC teams with so many weapons. But um, Devontae Adams is a game changer, and and him and Derek Carr were uh, teammates at Fresno State in college. And Derek Carr lit up Devontae Adams two year in a row, over fifteen hundred receiving yards or close to it. Uh, and so we're going to see that as well with with Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro, one of the shiftiest, most elusive slot guys on the inside, and then Brian Edwards on the outside. And so, I mean, it's just it's going to be insane to watch the the Raiders play. They've got also a much bigger fan base now moving to Vegas. A lot more Facebook page likes, a lot more followers in Vegas <laughs> than they had in Oakland. Plus, all those diehard guys from Oakland are still fans of the Raiders as well. But in now LA. you've added like the biggest stage in the country in Vegas. And, and so um, iconic brand. I think Derek Carr, that card goes up big time. Okay. Thoughts so are you card. taking Derek Carr in the 1200? Yeah, I'm taking Derek Carr, Prism Auto out of 35 plus 1200. Okay. Sick card. So far, this has been phenomenal. Now, here's the last for the championship, Derek Carr, 2014 Prism Rookie Auto out of 35 plus $1,200, or both of the following. A 2020 Panini Prism Silver Justin Jefferson Auto PSA 10, and a Justin Jefferson 2020 Panini Flawless Rookie Patch Auto out of 20, and apparently the patch is Silver Gloves. Silver Gloves. You know, the one, one problem that I have uh, with like that card for uh, for example is that this memorabilia inserted in within the card is not from any specific game you know and, and that's a uh, I think a, a big thing that we have a lot with a lot of modern day like jersey patch cards and memorabilia patch cards is that they're all say player worn or event worn which is just a, a rookie signing event hosted by Panini where like you know in some cases back in the day uh, with the tops events, they would have them put on like 30, 40 jerseys at once. And, <laughs> and so they could just say they were player worn. Uh, and so it doesn't nearly hold the same amount of value as a game worn item. Um, and I, I don't know, man, those cards are really expensive. I love Justin Jefferson. He's at number one and means for seasonal dynasty fantasy football right there with Jamar Chase. I love the guy. I think he's going to have another massive year with Kirk Cousins, but I'm going to take the Derek Carr because, you know, quarterbacks drive the football card market. Um, and I think Derek Carr is going to have a huge uptick in his production in 2022 with a likely playoff uh, appearance at the very least. And so I think the value of that card, and plus just looking at that card raw looks like a grading candidate. So I would take that card, submit it to like an SGC or maybe a PSA, and, and as long as I get it back, right, before the playoffs, that's why I say SGC. And, uh, and, and then, hey, you get a, imagine you get a 10 on that card. Now, all of a sudden, just from the grade alone, that card goes up to $1,200, and then they make the playoffs on top of that. Now we're talking about making some really nice profits. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Derek Carr. All right, Andy, let me, let me throw a little caveat in here. You ready? Okay. So the Derek Carr plus $350 – Plus the 2020 Panini Prism Silver Justin Jefferson. Do you make that deal? Ooh, that's. I mean, it's not. It's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. However, I'm just gonna stick with the with the 1200 cash because I think that uh, 
I think that Justin Jefferson is is pretty inflated right now just because he's the most desirable skill position guy in the market. Um, and when I comp like guys that are talented in, in the skill position category from 2020 of the comparable card, uh, for example, look at T. Higgins as a, as a prime example. Or we could look at C.D. Lamb because C.D. Lamb should be the bona fide alpha number one wide receiver in the biggest market in the NFL. And his silver prism auto cars, you could still get for considerably cheaper than the Justin Jefferson. And I just think from an investment standpoint, I would rather invest in someone that's got uh, a similar upside, but that's just like half or maybe even a third of the cost, the entry cost of, of that Justin Jefferson. That's what I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> nice. Well, Andy Kaysen from uh, Football Card Quest on YouTube, and I want you to go check him out. Andy, we're, we're going to let you go so that you can go buy this uh, Derek Carr <laughs> card uh, before, <laughs> before it gets scooped up. <laughs> um, or better yet, maybe I, I should buy it for you as a gift, and then we meet up one day, and this is your gift for being on the show. No promises. No promises. <laughs> Um, but no, good stuff, man. Really appreciate you being on the sports card strategy show with Kendall and I, we're going to, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do more of this. And, uh, thanks again for your time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, look forward to meeting up one day. I, I hope that that card's in hand. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You never know. All right. Thanks, Andy. Talk to you later, man. All right. See you guys. All right. Andy Kaysen with, uh, Football Card Quest wants you to go check him out on YouTube and Kendall. Uh, good work on that one. And and uh, let's jump into the rest of the show here. So for those of you um, still on board with us, we are going to now go through our normal buys and sells uh, that we norm how we normally kick off the sports card strategy show. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little. Would you rather with Kendall? I'm going to run him through a gauntlet, and uh, and then uh, we'll talk a little baseball before we uh before we sign off and um i want to talk about printing plates versus serial numbered autos as well so so uh stay with us as we continue this power packed episode of the sports card strategy show kendall you're up my man let's talk us through who you bought and sold uh since the last time we talked and and your rationale behind all of that yeah, so I have been making, uh, for those of you guys that are new to the show, uh, my typical buys, uh, I used to say my only buys, but as I get a little bit smarter, I feel like I can dabble a little bit more into other things. But um, my typical buys are baseball and soccer cards, um, just specifically. But now talking with Andy, I'm like, oh, man, maybe I should go dip into some Dak Prescott or something. Uh, but <laughs> You know, like as I get smarter, I think I can, you know, not just have bulk. Um, and that's what was annoying me. I used to just have a bunch of bulk football, a bunch of bulk basketball. And I was just like, I don't like this stuff. So anyway, what did I buy this week? Um, you know, I have made some really fun purchases for me this week. Um, I bought some Geo Reyna cards that I absolutely love. I am so, so in on Geo Reyna. Um, he is a bona fide stud he's got two parents that were u.s men's and women's national team 
um, players themselves. He's got the pedigree. He's at the right club. Borussia Dortmund is known for just developing superstars. I mean, Pulisic is there or was there. Holland was there. You know, even before that, it goes on before that and with Royce. And, you know, it just keeps exploding. Um, but he's in a player – he's in a club that really just lets him play, which is really important for young men's national team players. And he's 19 years old, Paul. Like, the United States men's national team is really looking for at Pulisic as, like, the, the flag carrier. But there's got to be other guys that stand up next to him. And I think McKinney is one of – it has shown that he is one of those people. But Gio Reyna is – definitely another person that as soon as he steps on the field people are just excited and they expect a goal you know you don't often see a guy who has the kind of um pedigree where he steps on the field and people expect him to score you know like when you when you bring subs on into a soccer match you're like okay like he can bring new depth all that kind of stuff it's just i mean like when you bring jossie zardes or or josie altador or something like that onto the field no one's really excited about it. Maybe their moms, you know, but like, uh, you know, you bring Gio Reyna on the field, everybody's pumped, you know, like this game is about to turn in some way. And I saw him take on when he was playing the United States uh, national team versus Mexico in this last little section of games. He took on like, I think it was eight or nine different Mexico players in one run and didn't finish it off with a goal. But it was one of the most outstanding technical runs I've seen in a long time. And this guy, get this, Paul, get this. So we've got the, the World Cup that we just qualified for, right? And I, you know, this is, that's incredible. First off, we should just point out that soccer cards in general and the soccer as a sport in the United States is going to grow massively from this World Cup in Qatar. Uh, and I'm super pumped that the United States men's national team made it. And I'm just over the moon with it, really. But I think, and I and I also heard Clint Dempsey talk about this in uh, in the the draw show that they had, uh, the FIFA draw or the World Cup draw, when Clint was talking about like, yeah, this is a great World Cup for us to be in, but if we really want to shoot to win the World Cup, that 2026 World Cup is the one that's the really massive, yes, this is our World Cup to win type thing. We are still the youngest team in the World Cup this year. I mean, like, we're incredible, and we're ranked number 11th in the world, which is fantastic, but we're the youngest team. In 2026, those players will be hitting their prime. And get this, Gio Reyna will be the exact age that Pulisic is right now in the 2026 World Cup. So imagine Pulisic, as good as he is, with a World Cup experience going into this World Cup. There would be a lot more uh, credibility and just – like you would, you would know what you're getting on the World Cup standards. Um, now, I do think the men's national team can go out and just explode. I'm not saying that, but I do say Gio Reyna is definitely somebody who's going to be around this team a long time. He's going to probably move away from Dortmund very soon into a club, either England or a top Spanish team, and get paid mega millions. Um, and that card that I purchased for 150 that you have in front of you here. That that out of 25 purple Champions League auto right there is probably going to go for more than $150. So I'm yeah, very excited. Yeah, it's out of 25. Yeah. I don't know how you pulled this one. Uh, $150 out of, out of 25. 
uh, Gio Reyna. Uh, it's a beautiful looking card. I, I, I don't know how you, how you did that, but good work. That's, that's amazing. I'm jealous. I have a follow-up question to ask you on this because the reason I asked, I texted you is because I found on eBay this card um, for a buy it now of two ninety nine. Now this one's numbered out of ninety nine, and it's green, so it's not the same card you have, but it's it's yep. a same it's actually set, a BG. Uh, it's an SGC nine five on the card, uh, ten auto of course, because they only they only give autos tens at SGC. Uh, if they grade the auto, it's always a ten. So, um, so what do you think of like? I mean, is this a case where you got a, a deal somehow? Um, I don't know that an SGC 9.5 is that different than raw. I don't know. I would consider these cards a bit, e like, I would consider them equal in price. So I would, I would say that you got like a $300 card. I mean, am I, am I, am I right? Or what, like, is yeah, this card bought... overpriced? Like, I don't know. You know more about the Geo, Geo Reyna market than I do. So how do you kind of assess this? No, I think I ended up getting a great price. Um, it, it was a guy that was on Twitter, and he put it on Twitter during the first game of the qualifiers. And so, like, okay. then all of a sudden the qualifiers start, and then he makes that massive run in Mexico, and I was like, I was like he said, I'm shipping this out for 150 to whoever wants it. Uh, and I was like, yep, I believe in him. Give it to me. And then he yeah. was like the, la the first, the one previous to that sold for 140. Um, and so he was like, I know it's over comps right now, but if you're watching, you know, the United States, the United States team at all, this guy is definitely the future. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I believe in that. And then that next week, you know, before the Sunday game, that same car was going for like 300. And so I was like, Hey, it's a good play for me. Okay. Um, so you think this would be a decent buy then too? this one that I showed you the, like, is yeah. this overpriced or is this a decent buy? Cause I actually I think, offered uh two fifty and they declined it. So I'm thinking, okay, well you've got it listed for two ninety nine or best offer and you're declining a two fifty. That must mean you really, this is really a, you know, you're only going to sell it if it's two ninety nine. Do you think that's a good, a good buy? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it, let me let me caution you a little bit. Right now, uh, the hex has just finished, and so I think if you were to wait about a month, that card would be a two fifty dollar card. Um, but I okay. also think in the That's long right. run, in the long run, Geo is that card is not going to be worth two hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred and ninety dollars. Um, and I think I'm not scared of the SGC uh, buys either. Soccer, a lot of cards are getting graded through SGC in the soccer world. Uh, and I, the suits look good, I think. The tuxedo suits, you know, in the, the black, yep. the black yep. slabs. Um, and, I, and I think SGC is gaining on that number two spot in the grading world. So I'm not that scared of an SGC 9.5 either. Um, and it just seems like that's becoming more prevalent in the soccer world. Um, and I think it's because soccer really started to surge when PSA went down. So we started to see a lot of soccer cards come through SGC and now it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, those cards are selling in SGC. There's a market share for it, you know, like, so I think, you know, that's kind of their, that's kind of their niche right now, at least. Um, like obviously they're doing all sports, but I think soccer has the most unique value in an SGC slab. So I would say that that's um, probably worth about 250 is what I would say. Um, and that that person is trying to, to cash in on the hype. Um, but I think, it, I mean, within $40 is pretty close. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any, any sales you want to, 
brag about or 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 not talk about why you sold it if you needed to move move into other things that's always <laughs> a reason sales aren't always profit we know that yeah um i i didn't sell any cards this week um unfortunately um but i also didn't need to sell any cards this week because i've had such a good month of march the late month of march and so I took this week to kind of just relax. I did post a couple of O'Neill Cruz cards that I have on eBay, but then as soon as he didn't get called up on the opening day roster, the hype kind of dipped back down. Um, so I would say uh, you should definitely pull back <laughs> into O'Neill Cruz because his cards are down again. And I literally have said that all day long for the last, if you've listened to this podcast, any and forever. Uh, I feel like a broken record here, but, uh, but anyway, that's what I would say. Well, we're going to get some O'Neill Cruz hype later on in the season when he does get called up, but yeah, oh, maybe pull back for the time being. Right. So, yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to quickly go through my purchases. I was uh, really excited to be able to get, uh, Pedri Gold Bubbles Auto yeah, that's uh, nice. PSA 8. Um, this was actually a listing on uh, the Slab Stocks newsletter. Um, and they do a good job of kind of sending out some of the, the best listings of the day to, to take a look at. So I was really excited about that. Um, I did buy my first UFC card as well. By the way, the Pedri went for 610. UFC uh, Auto of Kamaru Usman, champion 2021, Prism Red Auto out of 49 for $431. And um, I did buy uh, one more Oscar Piastri card that I hadn't talked about on the show yet. So <laughs> kind of ending my run of Oscar, but yeah. I bought probably five or six Oscar recently. And this one was for uh, $193 all in. Um, and it's a uh, it's a really good looking purple checker flag refractor out of the 2021 tops chrome set. Um, it, he's an F he's an F2 driver in the card future stars. He's currently um, able to drive for a couple different formula one teams. Uh, if they want to, if they want to insert him into their lineup for whatever reason. So it'd be interesting to see if his cards spike due to that. This one's out of 199. Um, and then selling, I'll just, I did sell, I've sold the most amount of cards in one week that I've ever sold. And that was strategic. I wanted to move out of a bunch of stuff that I've been holding for a while. A lot of basketball, uh, a lot of graded basketball, graded soccer, even some graded baseball that I was planning on selling during spring training. So I was excited that I was excited that spring training actually happened so that I had that window to sell, but just two, two sales I'll highlight here. One, I did sell the Diego Maradona uh, banger that I pulled out of Chronicles Soccer last year. Uh, historic ticket contenders, Optic Auto out of one ninety nine. Um, so that one's gone. It went for seven hundred and forty seven dollars. Nice little profit on that one because I think the box was maybe three hundred. <laughs> Got lucky to pull that one out of the box. Had it thirty dollar graded at SGC. Not sure that did anything for the price of that card, to be honest. But uh, wanted it slabbed at the time and was able to move it, um, seemed to be about market value for that card at the time, so I'll take it. Wanted to move into some other things and got a little profit. This other one is, um, I'm happy that I had this card graded. I bought, the way that I acquired this was through Topps' website. They had a Sports Illustrated The Natural card. I bought a set of 10 of them, and what they do is they have these, um, these inserts, like the same as you might get in a box or a pack, and this this happened to be a in, an orange 10 out of 10 insert so i think the fact that it was numbered out of 10 it was orange and it got graded a 10 at sgc um 
made it There's go a lot for of a, over a hundred dollars, hundred and two fifty. Yeah, a lot of ten, ten, ten on the kid, the natural sports that SI kid. cover, kind of classic. Good look, good look. I don't think it's a huge card, but I think um, like the black normal version of this card maybe goes for a few bucks. So the fact that I was able to put a total of maybe forty dollars into this card and get a hundred, I was pretty happy. Good about play. That. So those are my my main my main plays. Um, cool. So, all right, now let's do would you rather here, um, and we have a time limit now. So, just a quick housekeeping note: if we hit the time limit and we still need to wrap up the show, I'll send you a different Zoom link. Sure. And we'll wrap it up and I'll edit this part out of the show. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So now it's time to play. Would you rather, and this is uh, right up Kendall's alley, I think. So it's going to challenge him a little bit. I love Would the you rather uh, Christian Pulisic Kaboom 2019. It's a Panini prism insert Kaboom PSA nine. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show the card here. Um, so this is what we're looking at with the with the Pulisic kaboom. He's in his Chelsea kit, and it's got a Chelsea logo on it. Uh, so that's eight ninety eight eighty nine ninety nine or make an offer. Would you rather a Kamaru Usman 2021 Panini Prism UFC champion? Signatures Silver Prism PSA 9 or a Spencer Torkelson Spencer Torkelson 2020 Bowman Chrome first PSA 9 purple refractor auto numbered to 250. So they're all about the same price. They're all about a thousand dollars. I think you could get you could get these cards for right around a thousand dollars. And uh, looks like the Spencer Torkelson purple has brought me to a link with a bunch. Here it is right here. So here's the Spencer Torkelson uh, card that I'm referencing. And I'm going to try to pull up the Usman here in another window, but you can kind of give us your breakdown. And I know you probably had to do a little bit of research on Usman, <laughs> but I know you know the other guys really well. So what, what would you do? Yeah, here's the Usman right here. The uh, 2021, which is the first year prism ufc and this is a uh silver prism psa 9 so it's not numbered but it is the short print silver prism so um i do know a tad about ufc uh i've watched ufc for probably off and on for about 10 years uh i was super into it when ultimate fighter 1 uh, came out. I like, I just loved the ultimate fighter show uh, that Forrest Griffin ended up winning. And then he came on and just became a belt winner after that. And it really like, there was like a, a period of time right around the 2009, 2010, where the UFC, I, I really think spiked in popularity. Um, you had Chuck Liddell coming out, you've got Forrest Griffin. There was just fighters all over the place. There was a lot of fighters that were that were really well in uh received in the media as well um and i felt like ufc was really at a really solid point there um and so i watched it for about seven years and i've kind of taken a step away um in the in recent years not that i'm not watching it or that i don't like it i just uh, i feel like the product is not as good as it once was 
Um, but anyway, that's just kind of a little background on what my UFC involvement would be. Um, I, I don't like Usman um, just because typically I, I like smaller fighters. Um, I know that sounds weird, but anyway, I just, when I look at Usman, I'm like, yeah, okay. He's just not a guy that I just like gravitate to and just like, man, I want to watch this every guy that every fight this guy does. Um, and so with that, I think this would be my least of the three, which I'm sure you've probably expected, but, uh, this would be my least of the three in terms of which one I would pick. Um, I love the Spencer Torkel. Spencer Torkelson card, especially he just made opening day roster. Um, he hit a bomb on the 11th pitch of the at bat. He fought off pitches like crazy. And then he takes one into the bullpen. I love his, I love his, uh, his skill set. I do think he ends up as a first baseman primarily. Um, the Tigers are still trying to make it look like he's going to also maybe play third. I think that's just not true. Uh, this dude's going to be a first baseman <laughs> DH this whole life. I think they're trying to hold on to the Miggy first base thing. Uh, but if Miggy was not there, he would be a first baseman forever and always. Amen. Um, but I love, I love the Kaboom Pulisic. I absolutely love it. Um, Pulisic is, is I spoke about him earlier in terms of what it meant for the national team. Um, but I love Kaboom cards. Those Panini Kabooms are go for wild money. I actually think this is a pretty good price. Um, it's probably pretty close to what a raw uh, kaboom would be. So my only thing would be, okay, I would almost rather have a raw kaboom rather than the kaboom nine. Uh, but I, I would definitely take this card out of the three just because um, Pulisic has crazy value in the next year, I think. So uh, I, I think this card goes up massively in the next 12 months. All right, so Pulisic wins the first round of the Would You Rather gauntlet. Uh, but I want to ask you a couple questions real quick about this card. So um, do you believe that it's l less expensive than we thought it would be because he's in a Chelsea kit, uh, potentially? Or, I mean, I, I think like, the obvious one is because it's a PSA nine. I guess I'm just surprised as to why this one is is already priced under nine hundred dollars, and seems like we could maybe even get it for eight hundred if this, depending on how badly this this seller wants to get rid of it. But yeah, it did seem underpriced to me. I was yeah. wondering if it was because it was a Chelsea kit. Uh, I don't know. No, no, I think I'm seeing this trend actually in the sports card network, which I think. Um, it, this is probably something that it's really good for us to talk about actually is I'm seeing this trend where when I first got into uh, like really investing in sports cards, the trend was, you know, if you were going to buy a graded card an uh, a seven and a half or an eight, depending on where you were getting it graded from uh, was the same value as a raw card typically. And for some reason in the past couple of months, I've realized that that with inf <laughs> PSA inflation values or whatever, really raw cards are coming really close to the value of an actual nine, which is kind of upsetting to me. Um, and it might just be because the, the, um, the print numbers of, of 
of uh, of modern cards are you know just uh, having a 10 of most cards is more accessible than it used to be um but i'm seeing the value of a psa 9 being pretty close to a raw and so the not the chasm has not um widened between raw and nine where the chasm has actually widened is between a nine and a 10 i have seen and so it's pretty unique and i think we're seeing that with this card here because i think you know a year ago or so it had what no matter what you know the the christian polisic kaboom would have gone for considerably more than well maybe not more than it is right now but in terms of the percentage wise it would have had a higher percentage price closer to that of a 10 there would have been not as much of a markdown from that 10 to the nine Uh, there would have been a significant markdown to the eight unfortunately and for whatever reason i've seen recently that the nines are now um, becoming more of what a comparable market is for a raw kaboom so i wonder if we could actually um, maybe if you uh, I didn't actually do this before, but if you type in the 2019 Panini Prism Kaboom, just if you just look at what that is raw, um, I I wonder how close it is to that 890 uh, market price. Um, I could be wrong here, but I'm a fairly I'm going to say that it's fairly close. Okay, so there's one yeah, for there's, 750. There's a- and this is, but this is a PSA nine. You just can't see it in the photo. So that's oh, interesting. Is. That so is interesting. I guess why would we pay eight eighty nine when we can pay seven forty nine? What's weird about this is that's the funny that the person show the PSA the person slot. didn't even want it to be, be seen as a PSA. The third 9. photo shows. Yeah, that is that that's is unique. All right. So I mean, I think this builds even more expectation of why we're, you know, like which is kind of a fun little caveat for us to talk about um yeah. i don't see any raw ones on here i don't see any um, raw just in this this initial first page for pulisic um yeah that's interesting i mean i guess i'm not surprised i would expect most people to have that one graded but yeah maybe it's something to think about like if you look at your card and it doesn't look like it's going to gem you can probably make way more money just selling it raw than you would going through the process of uh, of the PSA grading. Um, okay, I was wrong. I, I'm wrong. The most recent one that sold March 28th for uh, best offer 525. Um, okay. And then there's there's one in March 21st that sold for 565. So that's still a pretty, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, even if you're going off that 750 markup, that's almost $200 difference between a raw and a nine. Um, so, so I guess it is worth taking the chance if you think it's close. If you think it's close to a ten, you still make some money on a nine, uh, especially if you can get into the economy grading at fifty dollars. Uh, they do those little events where you have to be online and mm-hmm. you know try to try to win the spot. But I think yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so now we don't know what this box is going to go for. This is the twenty twenty one Panini Prism NFL Trading Card Hobby Box. Uh, it comes out um, soon from uh, Panini, and um, it's you know beautiful cards. It's obviously the flagship brand, Prism. It's the way to get silver prisms and all the other parallels, and then of course the rookie autos, which I think look really really nice this year. Um, we've we've talked a lot about football cards already on this show, 
so we might be football carded out. But I thought it would be interesting to compare the winner of the first round, which included a UFC, a baseball prospect, and a uh, U.S. men's national team member against, uh, you know, something way more mainstream in the hobby, I would say, which is, the, which is prism football, hobby box. So if you, if you were given the chance to take the prism football hobby box 2021 or the Pulisic PSA 9, kaboom, which one would you pick? Um, would I be ripping Karen, the, the box or would I be holding? You can do whatever box? you want with the box. There's two, auto, look for two autographs, 10 numbered prisms, four silver prisms, five inserts and 24 rookies per box on average. And are you assuming it's going to come out around a thousand dollars? Is that the assumption? I am. Yeah, I am. I think it's going to come out around a thousand dollars. I think they're going to do, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a Dutch auction for this and maybe you have to wait to get it for around a thousand dollars. Or I think it comes out right around, right around a thousand dollars. I could be wrong on that, but that's my assumption. I'll give you Pulisic plus $400. Because we established that you could get the PSA nine for seven fifty. Ooh, that. Okay, so my before you said that, I was gonna say I would hold this wax, um, okay. and I would I would store the wax and hold it, um, primarily because you know, I'm not super excited about holding a bunch of bulk football, so I wouldn't rip it, um, but I would hold it. Um, because I do believe that the prism is definitely the price that you, or definitely the, the product that you want. That rookie auto looks stunning. Um, and just the fact that there could be a Trevor Lawrence in there would drive the price up or maybe not even that maybe it's the Trey Lance when he goes on his MVP run, like ESPN keeps talking about, uh, it's crazy to me that he's even in the top 10, uh, MVP lines that's insane to me i think but anyway um so you know the fact that trey lance autos could be in there uh probably drives that market way higher than a thousand dollars um i would assume uh but i also would take i think i'm gonna take the money and the pulisic here because um you know if you gave me the pulisic kaboom that also is going to be north of a thousand dollars in as soon as the world cup starts uh in in september october or november actually sorry um but if you give me that kaboom there and four hundred dollars to to reinvest in more geo reinas or something like that now that's what i'm gonna take okay love it so we're going soccer but it was a close call on that one close call i like that so now uh we're gonna throw one more box of sealed wax at you to get the winner it's either going to be the Pulisic PSA 9 Kaboom and $400, or it's going to be first off the line 2021-22 Panini Contenders Basketball NBA. So this is your rookie ticket opportunity for guys like Evan Mobley, for guys like Josh Giddy, for guys like Jalen Green. You've got veteran tickets of Luca in here and Trey. You've got Cade Cunningham, rookie ticket, my guy in Detroit. And you are now seeing a Dutch auction format where it starts at $1,000. And my guess is that these are all going to be gone, gone by, by, the, by the $680 mark. You're not going to be, if you're waiting till the $680 mark, um, 
that's my trigger point. You better buy before that if you really want these um, or you take your chances on the secondary market. So pretty similar to Pulisic. Let's just, let's just say that you, you don't get the $400 in this case. So you have Pulisic PSA 9, Kaboom 2021, or the, the sealed box of first off the line contenders. And so for this one, just so everybody knows, you do get one first off the line exclusive opening ticket parallel one exclusive first off the line shimmer autograph, eight inserts and parallels, and one additional autograph per box. So it's in theory better than your regular hobby box. I so I looked into this product and then I and then I have been looking into all the rookies that are in this, and I am so stoked about what Cade Cunningham and and Mobley and Josh Giddy and uh and and Jalen and all those guys are going to be studs in the NBA, I think, for a long time. Like, I think this was a pretty stacked draft class, actually. And so I actually would take this over the Pulisic uh, PSA 9, primarily because um, I'm and I'm still going to hold this wax. And let's say we take it at the Dutch auction at 680 or something like that. I'm totally get, taking this, storing it in my closet, bringing it out, you know, several years down the road when it's, you know, $1,600 and making a nice fat profit on it. Yeah. And, uh, love that. Love that. I'm, uh, I'm hype about this product too. I did notice a, uh, typo as we were talking here, um, uh, might have to the triot. Panini, the triot <laughs> Pistons. Um, triot. you know, I'm a guy who spelled has spelled the word Detroit maybe more than any other word in my writing career. <laughs> so that one stuck out to me right away. I was like, okay. The Triot. The Triot Pistons. Error card. I'm already catching it. Cade Cunningham error card. Ricky I wonder if that's like um, a screenshot or a uh, potentially or like a uh, um, what's it called when they make it in the studio. I wonder if that is a actual screenshot of a, an actual card that's already there or if that's just a generated uh image i hope it's i hope it's just like a proof that they they catch yeah, later proof. on in the process and that that one does not go to print because that's it, that's pretty embarrassing but anyway uh love that okay cool so want to ask you one one more question and then i want to talk about uh printing plates versus serial numbered autos before we before we sign off um and we do have a big announcement, so stick around for that. I'm going to make a big announcement right at the end of the show, so keep listening. But first, um, Kendall, just give us real quick, your what would you say right now your top three investable baseball products are from a sealed wax standpoint as we get into baseball season? What If you could be holding three sealed wax products, you can go back as far as you want on this. I really don't mm -hmm. care. Uh, mm -hmm. But what, what, no, no price limit. What would you be holding? <laughs> no price limit? Yeah, you have to buy it. You know, listeners maybe don't have this, so in theory you have to buy it, but you have an unlimited budget. So which what what would I think you if I had that, that are actually that are that you could actually buy. Like you can't like okay. make up like a nineteen fifty two sealed well, tops. That's what I was gonna you know? say. Like you can't <laughs> you can't make that up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say actually. So I'm glad that you said that. You can't say that. Uh, no, it, it, yeah, I would say the 52 set if if that was a possible thing. Um, but I, I, I'm gonna say the 2018 um, 
2018 Bowman is is something that is outstanding. Um, you're going to have a guy like Tatis in there. You're going to have a guy like uh, Vladdy. Um, and you are still seeing those guys come to the cream of the crop. Um, 2016 Bowman is interesting. Um, it, it, the most recent card that's really boomed out of that is, is the O'Neill Cruz rookie. But there's a lot of other really great rookie cards. Uh, or, and Sorry, not rookie cards. I'm talking about Bowman Firsts specifically. Um, those Bowman First autos, those 2016 Bowmans uh, is what I would really look at in that. Um, and potentially the 2020 uh, draft, 2020 Bowman draft is what I would say. Um, that draft class was absolutely stacked. Um, 2019 is draft is also up there pretty high. Um, there's, there's actually a, a lot of products that I would consider as a great investment. Um, but 2018 Bowman, 2020 draft and 2016, um, Bowman is what I would say right off the dome. Um, that's where I'm going to go. So phenomenal. All right. Look out for those everybody. And, uh, and you heard it here from Kendall. Um, let's talk about just quickly a topic that I kind of stumbled on. So as I was going through some F1 cards, I noticed a one of one printing plate um, that I didn't, I don't really understand printing plates. So I dug in a little bit further and asked some questions in some Facebook groups. Um, what I found out is that yes, they're one of one collectibles. They do have sticker autos on them. So it's the same sticker auto that you would get on just like a, a serial numbered auto uh, on, a, on a refractor or, or on a non-refractor or on a numbered whatever. It's the same mm -hmm. sticker auto. Mm -hmm. um, and my thought was that they could be undervalued just based on the, the amount of bids and the overall price on the one uh, and the fact that it's a one of one collectible. So I did some sort of market research in some Facebook groups. And what I found was kind of 50-50, like 50% of the people that responded said, you know, I just don't like the way that printing plates look. And so I'm just never going to buy them. I'm just, I'm a, even though it's a one of one collectible, I'm just never going to buy them. And then the other half said, oh my gosh, they're so undervalued. It's one of one. You get, it's still an auto. It's still the same player. Like these are the most undervalued thing that you could ever possibly imagine just because of, of what it is. And it was undervalued in this particular case because it was an Oscar Piastri uh, one of one. It sold for $2,325, which is wow. about the same price that his just out of, out of $299, out of $199 uh, refractor autos that – are going for slash people want for them. So it's pretty close to, you know, what his regular serial numbered autos over 99 are going for. Um, so my thought was just to kind of get your take on that, but also let the audience know what I found. And, and, and I ended up not bidding on it further because um, I didn't want to own a card that possibly 50% of the market would not be interested in. Um, it just didn't seem like paying the same amount as something that is more well-known and more well-accepted, even though there's more of them. Uh, it just didn't seem like a smart play. But what, what's your take on, on this particular topic? Yeah, I've actually, I've actually kind of had 
some run-ins with printing plates here recently um, with discussion groups and forums that I'm, that I'm a part of as well. Um, people were talking about how they're less popular than they used to be, um, which even probably drives up the current prices even more. I can't imagine. I, so, so let me back up a little bit. Candidly, I'm in the product of people or I'm in the section of people that just doesn't like the way they look. Um, I'm personally like, I'm not really jacked. About, I mean, if I got a printing plate, I'd be jacked, but I'm, I've never bid on one. I've never like sought one out. Um, you know, for me personally, I'd rather much more invest in 299 auto rather than the out of one, uh, you know, printing plate, just because, um, for me, it looks like a faded card. Um, and I think when you are a beginner to the hobby, um, that let me also say that I believe that a lot of price hypes spikes in prices typically are from new investors. Typically, you know, if you hear investors talking, they buy when the prices are low. So when the prices are at their peak, you're typically having a new person getting involved that doesn't, or, or somebody who's just so uh, not um, disciplined in their buying habits that they're just buying at the peak price. So with a printing plate, well, I say that to say with a printing plate, a, a new investor or a new somebody who's coming into the hobby who doesn't know what a printing plate is or looks like or whatever, they're going to look at that card and be like, well, that's not the one that I'm looking for. You know, like, I, I don't know what's wrong with that card, you know, and then they'll try to figure out, you know, they might have to dig a little deeper and be like, oh, I get it. Like, this is actually what they've used in the actual manufacturing process of printing the cards. Okay, that's cool. You know, but it's like that extra step, I believe, takes that liquidity is what Andy was talking about earlier that, you know, his card, he's going to take the one that's way more liquid. I think I would also side with you by saying I would take the more liquid option of the out of 299 auto, even though... Um, I mean, if there was like a Holy Grail card out there that I couldn't find, and then I have found a printing plate, I would be pretty interested in that. But just the regular run-of-the-mill printing plates, I'm, I'm not in on, to be honest. Yeah. My thought was like, okay, everything has a price. And if the price of the printing plate was about 30% of the price of, of the, the serial numbered auto over 199 I, I could see like for sure wanting it and like buying it. Um, obviously if I pulled one, I'd be stoked, but yeah, like in terms of buying it and trying to win an auction or trying to make a, a huge play with somebody at a show or, or on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, like it just feels like um, you're limiting your, your market for how, how to flip that. And um, it has to be at like a 30% or a 50% of what, the other card would be for me to, to really take part in that. But um, yeah, it is a one of one collectible and it is legit. There's no doubt about that. So it's, I think it's an interesting dilemma and I wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah. All right. And then uh, I just want to make an announcement that uh, nooffseason.com is actually growing and expanding into more of a network. So we are launching nooffseason.com, the sports card content network. And thanks to the feedback that we've had from our, our audience, uh, we really appreciate the feedback. And they've basically 
told us that the more that we can hit and dive down deeper into each of these niches that we've been talking about. So we kind of started the show with baseball, basketball, football. Then we got into soccer. Then we've got into F1. We've talked about a little UFC on this show. We're going to talk about even more golf, hockey, tennis. Uh, we're going to talk about some, some wrestling cards, some celebrity cards. Um, and I think the best way to do that is to give each one of them their own show. So over the next weeks, we will be launching uh, a show for each of those niches with the strategy name. And Kendall is going to continue to co-host the Sports Card Strategy Show with me. That's going to be our flagship show weekly. And uh, we will release schedule at nooffseason.com of the other shows. But congratulations to Kendall, who is going to be the host of our baseball card strategy show and our soccer card strategy show. Um, and we will be announcing the, uh, the other hosts as we line them up. But Kendall is going to, uh, to host those shows and he's going to have some guests and I'm going to pop in from time to time and help him co-host and that kind of thing. So Kendall, congratulations, man. We're really excited to have you help us grow out the nooffseason.com family. Absolutely, man. I'm really excited about getting back into, uh, diving into a full on show of, of, one specific sport you know sometimes i can get on tangents really easily here uh i mean just like when i was talking about geo reyna earlier i just went for it so uh i'm really excited about getting this opportunity so thanks for that man well i'm i'm excited and lucky to have you and so is the audience and uh so more kendall and uh more niche content coming from nooffseason.com and uh, we want you to check out the Facebook group at sportscardstrategy.com. There's a link there to join. Please also subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel if you haven't already. There's also links to do that at sportscardstrategy.com. And uh, please check out the sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. And you can save 20% by using the promo code nooffseason. So do that. And of course, check out marketmoversapp.com and save 20% on that wonderful product by also using the promo code NOOFFSEASON. Everybody, this has been another great episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show. Thanks again to Andy Kaysen from Football Card Quest for joining Kendall and I. Kendall McKee from not only No Off Season Sports Card Content Network, but also Wild Cards Box Breaks and JustBaseball.com. Really appreciate you. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great day.